Chapter Twenty Four of Soul Food. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording by Amy Benton. Soul Food by George Douglas Watson. Chapter Twenty Four. Some Striking Incidents. It takes us a long time, it seems, to come into the full realization that the Holy Ghost is actually an omnipotent person, extending around the whole world, and that He often works in a simultaneous and wondrous way on souls widely separated from each other, a thing that we have believed for years, when brought home to our experience by living facts, seems so new and powerful to us. In the autumn of 1894, when going through great trouble, I spent much time in fasting and prayer. It pleased my Heavenly Father to encourage me in many wondrous instances of the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So striking were they that I feel I ought to print some of them for the encouraging of the hearts of others. A lady in Nottingham, England, wrote to me that she felt impelled to tell me how God had used my little book, White Robes, to lead her into the restoration of the fullness of the Spirit, and that, when she went into a private room to pray, the Spirit, in a very definite way, put my name into her mind and a special petition in her heart for me. The special petition given to her for me was, word for word, the very prayer that I was pleading for myself at the same time five thousand miles away. During those months I used to awake quite regularly at three o'clock in the morning, and get up and spend an hour in prayer. A very dear minister, who walked very close to God, came to visit me, and said that, for some time past, he had strangely awakened at three a.m., and had felt led by the Spirit to get up and pray for me. During this time I received a letter from a devoted man and his wife, whom I had never seen, living in Canada over two thousand miles from my home, saying that several times they had been strangely awakened at three a.m. and clearly impressed by the Holy Spirit to have a season of prayer for me. The evidence was overwhelming that all this was the direct agency of the omnipresent, personal Holy Ghost. My whole being was profoundly impressed by those movements of the Spirit. I saw, in a stronger light than ever before, that the Holy Spirit, as an infinite personality, enveloped the human race as a tender, watchful ocean of love. I saw an extraordinary proof of His compassion, an interest in me, an infallible proof that He would answer the prayers which He had so marvelously prompted. Glory to the Triune God forever! At that time, in my reading of the Bible, certain passages would be powerfully given to me, by the Spirit as my own, and in nearly every instance, I would receive, a few days later, a letter from some saint saying they felt led to pray for me, and that while in prayer the Spirit had very definitely given them such a passage of Scripture for me, which was the very passage given to me some days previous. This leading of the Spirit occurred a great many times, and in one instance four persons in different parts of the country each wrote, giving me the same text as having been impressed on their minds while in prayer for me. I knew these things were not by chance, but from God, and they made those portions of the Word doubly precious to my heart. I have scores of those letters filed away, and the passages marked as loving memorials of the minute guidance of the Holy Spirit. I remember, one week in the early summer of 1895, that many different things were pressing sorely on my heart. The Spirit put on me a burden of prayer which seemed greater than my heart could contain, after pleading with tears for several days, I cried out in agony, O oh Lord, please put this burden of prayer on some other souls. Do select some of your dear saints to share this prayer with me. In four days after, I received three letters in the same mail, one from the city of Denver, one from the hills of Kentucky, and one from a village in Georgia, 
each writer saying that on a certain day, the day of my agonizing prayer, they had been strangely and powerfully burdened in prayer for me, and all the three testified of having the assurance that the prayer would be answered. You can only imagine how the conjoint testimony of these three letters, all received the same moment, went through my innermost heart. I have those wonderful letters yet, every line of them written as under direct inspiration of God. My poor heart swells with love, and my eyes flow with tears of gratitude, and I, in memory, read over and over the life pages of the marvelous, far-reaching, particular, personal, and precious leadings of the Blessed Comforter. The deeper our union with Jesus, the more clearly we recognize the presence of God in everything and event. One of the reservation secrets of heaven will be to return the pages of our earthly lives and see every moment of our history from God's standpoint, and find that His watchful, overruling presence was hidden in the very places where we least suspected Him. If we look for wonders, we will not likely see them, but if we seek in perfect lowliness to please God, He will give us some wondrous proofs of His being the living God in the little things of our lives. End of chapter 24